0: Welcome to episode two of the Hypothetical Humans podcast, the show where we discuss hypothetical situations and eating people. What? 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 Nothing.
1: Okay, well, I'm Casey. And I'm Nick. And Nick just came back from vacation.
0: I did. I am a lot darker. I got a nice tan.
1: We were on hiatus. um, One episode and we were exhausted.
0: One episode and Nick took a vacation.
1: Theme of my life. Um... So, Nick, I know you went on your trip and you had a lot of different foods that you tried. Um, you sent me a picture of a lot of random fried fish that people caught.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I went to uh, Aruba. So, it is an island and uh, one of their primary sources of food is seafood. Um, but ate a lot of fish, ate a lot of um, calamari, any seafood. You know, we had a bunch of that stuff. But, um... I didn't eat anything weird actually I did have escargot, which is not really weird depending on where you're from. It was mm. delicious though.
1: But what kind of meat like would you not eat?
0: What kind of meat would I not eat? Honestly, if if it smells good and it doesn't look crazy, I think I'd probably try it, as long as it doesn't smell like rancid.
1: Would you eat dog? Maybe. and
0: we just lost all of our followers
1: sorry pita yeah it's okay would you eat like human meat
0: would i eat human meat
1: um
0: maybe if i was hungry enough maybe
1: well you're in luck because this episode is about cannibalism
0: cannibalism hello clarice
1: (laughs) so cannibalism for those of you who don't know is the act of one individual of a species consuming all or part of another individual of the same species as food. So, for sake, it would be humans eating humans, but can also be, like, cows eating cows. um,
0: Fish eating fish.
1: Things like that. That is all cannibalism. Yep. So, get a little background history on this. The English term cannibal actually comes from the island Carib um, who would ritualistically eat their enemies after battle. That's
0: pretty badass. Could you imagine we just go to war? You know, We you kill, like, a terrorist, and you're like, all right, guys, dinner time. Let's eat this guy. We drag him back by the legs and bring him to the chow hall.
1: I mean, it is a very, like, militaristic thing.
0: Absolutely. Who would, who w- would fuck with you if, you know, after you got killed in battle they're just gonna eat you you can't go home you can't get buried you just get eaten
1: well in world war ii um the nazi soldiers after they um were kind of cut off from their supply source they resorted to cannibalism as a means to survive
0: and who fucked with the nazis no one
1: didn't america fuck with the nazis
0: but that's america
1: no no yeah. We, we still have nazis they haven't gone away
0: i think the best part about eating your enemies is that you shit them out after <laughs> how badass is that come on i think i'm gonna make a call to uh uh our commander in chief and let him know that's my new um our new game plan i think that'll really um
1: eat our enemies
0: eat our enemies it'll it'll really bolster our military strength and uh make us seem bigger than we already are
1: I have a real question though. Do you think PETA would be upset if we started eating people? Hmm.
0: I don't. I don't think so. Um, PETA is for the animals. Yes, we are animals, but PETA cares more about animals than they do people. PETA, you know, PETA is actually technically a uh, registered terrorist organization, right? That yes. they are because they of what they do and their actions. Um, I know they're, they're famous for throwing blood or, or fake blood at, uh, like, a woman that walks by with a fur coat. That is considered a terrorist act because you're instilling fear and terror into an individual or a group of people. So, um, if that were to happen to you, if you're walking down the street and someone just dumps a bucket of blood on you, I don't think you're going to want to wear a fur jacket anymore because of that terror that they instilled in you.
1: And that is Nick's $100,000 worth of knowledge. Thank you,
0: University. Uh, $140,000, actually.
1: So, going back. Um, another thing that South American tribes in particular used to do as part of their grieving process was something called endocannibalism, which is the act of eating flesh of a deceased member of their tribe after they died. So they believe that by eating the flesh... Of a deceased person, that they would be able to get some sort of supernatural powers, um, which is not how that works.
0: But who are we to judge? True, true.
1: But perhaps the most famous cannibal, besides Hannibal Lecter, he is not real. It's probably Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, the serial killer who would eat parts of his victims after raping and murdering them.
0: Yep, he was a real crazy man.
1: And when they um finally arrested him and raided his home, they did find a decent amount of body parts.
0: Were they eating body parts? Partially. Look at that. There was I like a straight penis
1: one. around, you know.
0: He ate dicks, too. Yeah, a lot I knew he was gay.
1: No, he like actually was gay.
0: Oh, really? Eh, yeah, he killed well little boys, Nick. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one that's obsessed with, uh, you know... murderers, serial killers, and all that stuff.
1: It's actually a growing field of interest.
0: Yeah, I guess people are getting more crazy nowadays, right?
1: Speaking of crazy, um, Vice News, which is one of my favorite news sources, actually posted an article um, interview that they did recently about this guy who was actually able to ethically try human meat with 10 of his closest friends.
0: How do you ethically eat human meat? human meat that makes no sense
1: well i'm glad you asked so um this man was in a motorcycle accident and they had to amputate his leg from the knee down that sucks um but what he did was he asked if he could keep his leg
0: i mean if i got something removed i'm keeping it you're gonna put it in the drawer for me and i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna show it to everybody
1: which i always thought that was like a no-no because I know people who've tried to keep their tonsils in a drawer. But um, apparently you just need to fill out a form, and that leg is
0: yours. Sweet. So next time I get something removed, if I need to get something removed, not that I've had anything removed, I'm definitely going to keep it in a jar. I want it to be like a nice jar, though. Like a nice, um, like a fancy mason jar that you buy from one of those. Like, what is it, William Sonoma? Is that like a fancy store? Hell yeah. Yeah, William Sonoma mason jar.
1: Fancy. You're going to have the fanciest appendix in the whole world. Well,
0: don't put that on me now. I've never had to have have any issues like that before.
1: Follow us next week when Nick's appendix explodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Live live from the local hospital. Episode (laughs) 3.
1: So, he had his leg removed, was able to take it home with him. Um, And according to the interview, he wanted to get it... Um, like, taxidermied, but it was, like, really expensive and no one would take him seriously. So, um, he decided to contact a bunch of his friends and ask them if they wanted to come over for a dinner party where they would try, um, pieces of his leg. Okay. I um, mean...
0: okay. I, I don't know. So, first and foremost, who actually has ten friends? Second of all... Not us! Not us at all, no. Uh, Second of all, um, all 10 of them said yes?
1: I think he said one person said no.
0: They are loyal.
1: So he um, fried up his little little calf meat um, and actually made fajitas. Fajitas. Which I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my first choice. But, you know, if you're in the Southwest and you want to stay true to your roots, I guess you're making human fajitas. So he cooked it up. Um, And all his friends, like, consented. He didn't, like, trick them or anything. Um, And he said it was strange, but because it was the calf muscle, it was very tough. It wasn't like a filet mignon. It was more so like um, a three-day-old steak that your mom buys on clearance.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, like, hockey puck. Got it. Yep. Interesting.
1: So, this week's hypothetical question is... What if cannibalism was a widespread practice in modern day America?
0: I don't know. Uh, that, that's a really good hypothetical question. So what I think would end up, what would end up happening is that uh, people would, would just kind of um, seek out a certain type of meat. I feel like people would taste different if that makes any sense. So, so kind of like uh, different ethnicities would taste different based on their diet almost. So you would go not even not necessarily ethnicities even, um, but different body types, right? So, do you want a fat person? Do you want a really fit person? Do you want someone that's really muscular, or do you want someone that's just like crazy overweight and they're they're very mushy? Uh, and that's kind of like how we. <laughs> Why are you what looking at fuck? me like that? No, 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 because when you think about it, you right? You want to
1: eat that that mushy, mushy meat.
0: Yeah. So, you know what veal is, right? You know what they do with veal.
1: It's baby cow.
0: Yes, but you know what they? So
1: they murder so, it.
0: They murder all man, animals. But what happens with veal is that, and this is why veal is a lot of the times frowned upon by people like Peter and other like animal rights activists, is that they lock them in a very small, like spot, so they can't move and they get no exercise. So their muscle is very, very soft. That's why I was saying. Oh. You would want someone that has a very sedentary lifestyle to uh, to eat them, to, to cannibalize those mofo's. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: I didn't even know
0: that. So that that's my take on it. Not necessarily the ethnicity part. Um, I'm sure that um, depending on what you ate would dictate what you taste like. So if you have a very poor, high-fat diet where there's a lot of um, chemicals and it's highly processed, you'd probably have a similar taste to that where all those, those chemicals kind of um, give you, your body a certain flavor. Whereas if you ate like a vegan – You might have a better flavor because it's all natural and clean.
1: Well, that would make sense, you know, with um, grass-fed beef becoming more popular in America. Yeah. But in order for me to properly give my educated opinion, we need to go through why humans don't actually eat each other.
0: That's a great point.
1: So, number one, it's unethical.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fucking obvious.
1: Yep. So, in order to get human meat um you gotta usually kill someone
0: well what if it was a thing where how you can donate your organs um when you die like on my on my license i have a little heart on it because i'm an organ donor i don't care what you do with my organs after that just keep my body for my family to do whatever they want to it right to bury it to cremate it but if if morgs, so like a box you check check for food you know what i mean like you don't have, like, a ritualistic... You don't have to get buried or whatever. Mm. You you check the box to be fed to another human.
1: Yeah. But I think the issue with that is if you die of natural causes, whatever is causing your death could be manifested in the person who's eating you.
0: Oh, you mean, like, diseases. So if somebody yeah. has, like, HIV, for example, and you go and you eat them, would you then contract HIV? Yeah, that that's definitely possible, I think. But also, so animals also have a lot of diseases. So mm-hmm. if, if you cook it properly, would that eliminate that disease? Or, or any parasites or bacteria or anything, you know, anything further than that?
1: That is a good question.
0: Because when, anytime you go to a, a restaurant um, that gives you the option to cook something to a temperature, like, you know, rare, medium, rare, medium, well, medium, whatever, um, it always says, like in a fine print, to where the bottom of the uh, the thing of the menu, it'll say uh, undercooked food. Eating consuming raw or undercooked food may cause foodborne illness. I think it actually says that verbatim. So yeah. same concept here, right? Under, eating uh, consuming undercooked or raw human flesh may cause foodborne illness.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that you propose that it would be more of a donation process. Um, because you actually cannot legally, you cannot charge someone for human flesh or body parts. Um, I know on the black market it's huge, um, like organ sales. A lot of people will pay a lot of money to buy like a kidney. So I'm sure if cannibalism was a huge thing, um, which it is in the dark web, people actually pay a lot of money for it.
0: But are people on the dark web buying? organs and whatnot for the purpose of eating them, or for the purpose of, you know, like a transplant type of deal. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think about that one, did you?
1: Well, I mean, I, I'd assume it's a little of both.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: But in 2015, um, there was a man who was convicted in Germany of murdering and eating a man he met on a cannibalism website. Um, the man he killed... Actually had a death wish and consented to being eaten after death, but you still can't kill people, even nope. if they say it's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, no that that's the whole mercy killing, euthanasia type of uh, argument, which we're not gonna get into, obviously. No, not uh, we're still talking about cannibalism, not euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Maybe another episode, not today though. Um, but I think the most ethical way to do it would be to check off a box, you know, on your license. Are you registered? To, or do you want to vote? Yes, or, or not, rather vote. Do you want to register to X and Y party? Check this box. Do you want to be an organ donor? Check this box. Do you want to be eaten after you die? Check this box. I think that's the most ethical way to do it. And I think if it was a common practice in a culture, it would be a very simple, mindless check of the yes box. I, I genuinely do. If, if, if it was a huge thing, for people to eat other humans, I don't think um, it would be a crazy, unethical um, you know, situation where people would be like, oh my god, you really ate that person? No, I think, oh, where did you get that meat from? Oh, I picked it up at the local morgue this week. You know, like the morgue can be like the new butcher. It's just a human butcher, which sounds kind of fucked up.
1: Which actually might work out well because with the amount of um, people we're burying we're slowly running out of space for people
0: yeah absolutely yeah um there's there's a cemetery in uh, new york city in, in the new york city area um it's right it runs parallel with the the brooklyn queens expressway mm-hmm. and it is massive anybody from the tri-state area i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking about i don't know what it's called um to be honest with you but it is miles and miles and miles and when you look at it, it's like anytime you look out at this uh at the cemetery from the parkway, it almost seems like it, it goes to the horizon. That's how large this place that's is. Huge. Um, and my whole point is that it looks like there's no room. Nope. It looks like there's absolutely no room left. And eventually, yeah, where are we going to put all of these people? Um, cremation is obviously a big, big thing. Um, I know my family does cremate our our um, anybody that we lose. So that's... That's normal for us, but...
1: Oh, really? You don't have any family members that are buried?
0: I'm sure I do somewhere, but... um, Like, my grandfather and his siblings that have passed since um, have all been cremated. Interesting. Yes. Although my uncle um, that passed a couple years ago on the same side of the family was buried. Okay. Yeah, I think he wanted to be buried, though, so that was his choice.
1: But if we were um, eating our dead... We would also not have to worry as much about, um, like, not having enough food.
0: Yeah. You know, adventures, so all resources are finite, right? Um, eventually, I th- personally think that the wor- world could possibly go to war for food the same way that they will eventually, or potentially rather, go to war for water and oil and other resources like that. But if cannibalism was a thing, again, we would be able to feed ourselves. However, I think once you get to that point where you're, you know, on the brink of going to war for food, uh, ethics kinda goes out of out of the window because you're like, yeah. You know what? I'm hungry. Everybody in my my town or my village or my state is, is dying. Like to start killing people and eating them. And and people would start to go out and just like start kidnapping people for the purpose of, of eating them. And again this goes back to my Original theory of people will um, start to pick and choose which type body type or with you know culture of people that they want to eat because they like that taste better.
1: And going back to our ethical conversation, oddly enough, there is actually no law against cannibalism, with the exception of Idaho. Um, What? But if you're going to eat someone, chances are you're going to violate some sort of law, whether it be murder desecration of a corpse selling or buying human body parts but the guy from vice news didn't actually break any laws
0: yeah because it was his leg Mm -hmm. it was his leg yeah so like my and uh also going back again to and i don't know why i keep going back to this is different cultures of body types or and we'll just use like a vegan or vegetarian to have let's say the best tasting meat for example would you price them differently or would you price somebody of one culture differently? And I feel like that brings up the question of like racism, right? It's, it's kind of like, oh, you know what? I don't want to eat X, Y, and Z because they are this color or that color or they're this mm-hmm. gender or they're ge- that gender. You know what I mean? Um, so pricing them differently. Let's say a, uh, a male was priced less than a woman. Would that start up some type of shit storm and some type of protest like there is all over the country now? You know,
1: Well, I think women typically have a higher body fat percentage, so we would be more delicious. Probably,
0: yeah. I <laughs> Knowing guys, and um, I feel like guys have an ego, and they'd be like, I'm not eating another guy. No way I'm not eating another guy. I'll eat chicks. I'm not eating dudes. That's just, just a typical male perspective. I just feel like guys would do that. Me, personally, don't tell me. It's fine. I don't think it would bother me that much. It tastes good. Eat it, right?
1: Yeah, if it's delicious, I don't care what it is.
0: We so sound in this moment like we're totally for cannibalism. Which... Um,
1: We're not. No, we're not. We've never eaten people. No. Probably won't. No. This is a podcast.
0: Yeah. That's why we call it Hypothetical Humans, not...
1: Not, this is actually a fucking human theory thing. (laughs) Hypothetical.
0: It's hypothetical. Don't worry. We're not gonna eat anybody. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna eat each other. And we won't eat you. Don't worry.
1: Um, but another reason why humans typically don't eat other humans in more quote unquote civilized cultures, um, is because it can cause disease. So there's a disease called um, kuru. I could be pronouncing that wrong. It's k-u-r-u.
0: Yeah, kuru, kuru, whatever. <laughs>
1: It's a disease caused by eating the brain of other humans. Um, Typically was found in the four people of Papua New Guinea. New
0: Guinea. Like guinea pig?
1: Oh, that's where they came from? I don't know. Oh, that's so cool. Potentially. Okay, so what Nick said. Um, And this disease attacks the prions in your brain. So by eating the brain of another human who has this, you then contract it. It's very similar to mad cow disease, um, which is caused by cows eating the flesh of other cows.
0: Yes. And, and when you have Kuru, um, you, symptoms initially start with shaking, almost like Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll start to shake. It, it's, uh, it's neurological. It's all a neuro, neuro, neurological disease. Uh, and then you would eventually die um, because there's no treatment for it. Uh, And that would probably go back to the fact that there is no real cannibals in, Mm -hmm. I guess I would say, 99% of civilizations around the world that people don't eat people. So there's no testing and no research behind preventing Kuru, which is fine. That's okay. Because you know what? Nobody eats people.
1: And if we did see um, an increase in cannibalism as a normal practice in America, we would probably see increases in these diseases like karu and mad cow disease yeah.
0: that and also just any type of uh pathogens that lie within that mm-hmm. person's body and you may not even know about it but with a person let's again i keep going back to this if you um volunteered um to 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 give your body up for food for for consumption um you may not even know you had a disease. Let's say you just died because you're old, and you know you just reached that <laughs> the end point in your life, the and you had fold. yeah, you had nothing wrong with you. you, had no diseases, no illnesses. But there is something in your blood or something that nobody knew about that ends up going out for sale, and it ends up harming another person. That's where I think it becomes a problem.
1: But I do think in America, with our like Western medicine. If cannibalism started to be a thing, we would probably look into it more and find some sort of treatment or cure or maybe, like, a vaccine that would prevent it entirely. Because we've only seen these diseases in um, tribes and more, like, uncivilized cultures.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Do you think the FDA would regulate human meat?
1: I think they would have to. I
0: think they would, too.
1: If it became, like, a thing... Yeah, absolutely, they would have to.
0: If you just go, you go to like, uh, if I go to stop, uh, stop and shop one day, and I give you a call, hun, they're having a, a sale on human uh, thighs. Did you want the uh, upper thigh or the lower thigh? Or did you want to do calf tonight? I knew you wanted to do human, but I just what, what, did. You want to do bicep? Did you want to do pec? I think left tit <laughs> on the shopping list, babe. They don't have any more thighs. What do you want me to get? <laughs> get the hip get the, get the hip hey i want I want something more bony so we can suck the marrow out of it mm,
1: love me some marrow some
0: marrow get me the uh get me some femur, please <laughs> <laughs> can I get some bone some white meat some boneless meat please
1: Nick I'm making some forearm soup i'm getting
0: I'm eating breast tonight uh this is getting way too out of hand,
1: but the FDA would definitely have to regulate it if it was something that was being widely transported they would. If it was um people kind of like I don't want to say hunting because that implies like murder. Yeah. But if it was something that we were people were doing it independently, no. But if it was something that was being transported and sold in stores, they would absolutely have to regulate it. Yeah. You think the biggest reason why we don't have more widespread cannibalism in America is probably because of the stigma associated with it. Right. So traditionally, we've only seen cannibalism in tribes that are considered less civilized.
0: Yeah. So I, I know, I actually learned about this in um, like one of my sociology classes a long time ago. Um, I don't remember which tribe or group of people it was, but uh, it was in um, very close to actually Mount Everest. Uh, in the the same mountain region, mountainous region, rather. Um, and because the ground is so hard because of the, the climate there, um, people couldn't bury their dead, so they ate them.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're reducing waste somehow, and a lot yeah. of those cultures, um, like I know in the Native American culture, they're very big on being less wasteful and using every part of the animal so if they yeah. kill a buffalo they're using every part that's not
0: even native american that's pretty much when you leave the country yeah that's um, true you know like even even us like my, my family for example where we're west indian caribbean there's so many parts of the uh the animal that we eat that you won't find in your typical grocery store for example um like chicken hearts and chicken gizzards um you're not gonna find that in a normal grocery store Um, But if you go to more like a specialty place or in uh, a grocery store in in, like different towns where there is a higher uh, ethnic population there, um, you will find those type of items.
1: Yeah, so looking at it from that perspective, it doesn't seem that crazy. No. Um, But interestingly enough, the CDC... That could be wrong, actually
0: what do you think in the cdc fda no. faa who, who's and the one PD.
1: who's the one who regulates like mental disorders
0: like classification is it the cdc uh that is the department of health and mental hygiene but i don't know if that's a city jurisdiction or if there is i think there is a you know there is a department of health federal a federal department of health i think Um, Okay,
1: I'm just going to say Department of Health.
0: We're going to say Department of Health. Don't quote us on this. Um, I'm just pretending like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so the... Quote, unquote, Department of Health. Be
1: quiet. (laughs) So the Department of Health actually um, has not yet labeled cannibalism as a mental disorder um, for whatever type of fear. But typically, um, those who are committing cannibalism in America... Um, IE murderers have some sort of other mental disorder going on, um, and the cannibalism just happens to be correlated.
0: Interesting. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up our conversation on cannibalism for the week.
1: Yep, so take it as you may.
0: Take it as you will. Let us know. Um, tweet at us at hypohumans um, and let us know. We want to hear your opinions. Uh, we want to start getting our listeners more um, involved in our episodes. Our last episode was obviously the first one, so that we had no basis of a, of uh, listenership. But we have some listeners now. Hi, guys. Hi, mom. Even no, mom. Please don't listen to this. I would not want my mother to listen to this because no, do horrible. Hear,
1: don't listen when your mom's around. Please don't. Or when listen. my mom's around.
0: Yeah, don't do that. But um, please send us any questions. Send us your opinions. We would love to hear them um, and give us ideas for also for some future episodes. Um, we have some stuff planned out, obviously, but, um, eventually.
1: Yeah. Um, and feel free to shoot us an email. We are hypotheticalhumans at gmail.com.
0: Yep. Um, anything you want to throw in there. Send, send us some, uh, some death threats. That's totally fine. We'll just hit that delete button and laugh at them. And you know what? We can actually feature them. Oh, yeah, sure. I think we could be... definitely
1: have a special episode with just death threats. That's so hilarious. if you want to murder us, let us know. Um, be as descriptive as possible. Mm-hmm. We have no feelings. Yeah. Um, but please listen to us. We're available on all major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, Feel free to rate us. Give us a follow.
0: Yeah, uh, leave us um, a comment. on uh, Especially on Apple Podcasts. The thing about Apple Podcasts is that a lot of other major... Um, plaf- podcast platforms um, pull from that database. So if you guys leave us a comment on there and favorite it on there, it helps us move forward with other uh, platforms like Overcast and Stitcher um, and other ones like that.
1: Yeah, buy our stuff too. We have merchandise. We
0: do have merchandise. I know we joked about it in the first episode about having merch, but we do. We, we found out a way to uh, make some t shirts. Um, they are fairly simple um the to find them they're gonna be at teespring.com forward slash hypothetical dash humans uh all that stuff will be in the description of the podcast you can go over there and um just click on the link and you'll see it um we have a few different things uh available we have t-shirts we have long sleeve crew neck shirts and we have a crew neck sweater and they all um oh we also have a women's t-shirt um for your uh, lady figure for your lady friends and for you ladies um what the fuck I'm saying the ladies can get their shirts, too, in a feminine cut.
1: I don't like its own.
0: It's okay. It's fine. As long as they buy our shit.
1: Yeah, buy our shit. Don't tweet at my man.
0: <laughs> Speaking of tweeting at your man, follow our personal accounts, too. at um On Twitter, I am Nickelodeon, N-I-C-K-L-O-D-E-A-N, spelled incorrectly, because we all know who took the other Nickelodeon.
1: And follow me at caselicious. It's like Fergalicious, but I'm not her.
0: (laughs) It's okay. At least you can probably sing the national anthem better than she can. Woo! And on that note, I think we're going to close it up for the day.
1: Yep. Stay Uh, hypothetical.
0: Stay hypothetical. Thank you guys for listening so much. And if you can, please do give us a shout to your friends. Share it. Uh, It really does mean a lot. We've been getting some pretty good feedback from um, some local friends that we have here that have listened. Um, So please keep giving it to us if you guys want us to add any segments or make any changes or have any feedback Um, additional. Again, you can always email us or tweet or go on Twitter, uh, excuse me, on our Instagram. And um, we read everything.
1: We do, even the death threats.
0: Yeah, even the death threats. But uh, yeah, stay hypothetical, kids. Bye. Bye.